0: Ben, welcome back, man. I missed you. Don't
1: patronize me, Dusty.
0: I feel to be a pussy out hey, woman! You take this outfit home, and you burn it. Look at here, look at here. Bobby Knight just threw his chair. We're across the free throw lane. Oh, our chest has jumped over the scorer's table, and is trying to get down to the bench! Our test is in the stands! I can't hear. can't hear you, there's too much money in my fucking hand. I can't hear you Welcome in Fantasy Millionaire listeners to yet another edition of Fantasy Millionaire's Daily Fantasy Basketball I'm your host Dusty Martin and alongside me is your co-host, he's back, Ben Sager Ben, welcome back
1: Thank you very much, it's good to be back uh, I'm sorry for leaving you with Jamie last week, that must have been difficult Um, I do want to say congrats to you for being the first person so far to have their shape up come to fruition because I have officially shaped up and I'm back at work.
0: Yeah, that's good. I, I knew that was going to be a little bit of a wake up call for you. I actually thought you were going to congratulate me on hitting money amazingly, without you by my side, I hit money all by myself. That's obviously twice as hard to do. I thought that's silly. where you were going with that, but I will, accept, <laughs> I will humbly accept your congratulations nonetheless.
1: Yeah, well, I think, it's, I think it might be more difficult to complete a shape-up than hit money, given that we are professionals in DraftKings and not so much professionals in other people's lives, although we do sometimes think we are.
0: Yeah, I feel like we're close.
1: We're getting there. Speaking of other people's lives, though, I've got some NBA news for you, and I want to hear your take. Um, If you have not been following the news, the news story is the Spurs had a players-only meeting with Kawhi Leonard, asking him to come back this season from injury, and Kawhi said no.
0: (laughs) Wow. Uh, I mean, what a bizarre (laughs) storyline this whole Kawhi Leonard and Spurs season has been. They're usually like the model franchise for just no news, and then this has been kind of weird. But I'll tell you what, I'm actually going to take Kawhi's side on this one because this reminds me of when I was a kid and I was about to lose a game to like my brother or a friend or something, and so I just quit. And that's exactly what Kawhi's doing here Is he sees like the Warriors And he sees the Rockets And then his Spurs teammates are like Oh Kawhi, come back, help us make the 8th seed And Kawhi's like, fuck that <laughs> I quit I think,
1: Yeah, but I, I think there is a major difference Between you and Kawhi Leonard And that is that Kawhi Might have a chance at leading his team To some victories Whereas you against your brother uh, it's The odds aren't as good I, I I do like your take, and and I do agree that the Spurs probably aren't going to get anywhere. But uh, I think that's pretty soft coming from Kawhi. So I'm gonna I think I'm gonna stand against him on that one.
0: Wow, yeah. that's fair. He, I,
1: I I I always respected him as being like this breakout star, and now he's just taking some time off. Shape up, Kawhi. Don't pull a Ben.
0: Shape ups are on Tuesday.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. So next Tuesday you do shape up, Kawhi. And then, since you're kind of on a hot streak, maybe you will come back.
0: Yeah, and you probably won't. Yeah, no, no, whatever. That's you. fine. No, yeah. That works. Okay, perfect. Uh, okay, well, let's. That's that's all the NBA news. You are now up to date on all things NBA. Let's get into the games for this massive and I think you said ugly Friday slate, Ben.
1: Yeah, it's probably the worst slate I think we've ever had to <laughs> be a part of. It's not great. Uh, pretty much every game's a blowout. The games that are gonna be close have teams that play great <laughs> defense. So it's it's not good from a DFS perspective whatsoever, but like we said, we are professionals, so we did our work. Uh we've shaped up, we've put in the hours, and we have some pretty good plays for you guys. But Dusty, what is your favorite game on this ugly slate?
0: Uh, I mean, it's, it's tough to choose, but a game that piqued my interest was Denver at Washington, a game both teams really want to win. I think a game that'll have a nice pace to it. It's got an over-under around 220, so that's perfectly acceptable to target. I just think both these teams have some interesting things going on. Denver is playing really desperate basketball and is leaning on their stars, especially with one of their main guys, Gary Harris, out. So I think there's a lot interesting with the Nuggets. And then the Washington Wizards have been without John Wall for some time now. You're kind of seeing what players' roles are. It's a little bit more predictable, but yet some value going against a Denver team that sometimes slips up and gives up like 140 points. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, but they, they had a great game last game, didn't they put up like 140 points? Yeah, I don't, a,
0: give a, I don't give a shit.
1: You're over it. Okay. Yeah, Fair dead. enough, but I like your Gary Harris take. Uh, since he went out, a lot of more scoring opportunities have opened up for the other guys, so we'll definitely get a part of that game. And I do agree that that's probably the best DFS-related game on the slate. Um, given that there aren't a lot of other options, I'm taking a blowout as my favorite game, and that is Brooklyn at Toronto. Um, I think it's this game's going to be decided by halftime, uh, which leads me to leave a lot of the Raptors' second stringers. Uh, I do like a lot on the... I I like Brooklyn typically, but Toronto plays really good defense, so I don't know if I'm going to have too many of the Brooklyn guys finding their way into my lineups, but like I said, the Raptors' second stringers actually see a good amount of minutes, and they're going up against one of the worst defenses in the league, given that this game is a blowout. So... Um, I like a lot of those guys. The names, Pascal Siakam, Jacob Podel Fred Van Vliet, all of those guys are going to see an uptick in minutes. Maybe even Serge Ibaka will finally have a breakout game. But other, other than the Toronto side of the ball, I don't think I'll be attacking too much of Brooklyn, but I think there's definitely some value to be had. So right. we'll merge those games together and see what we can come up with.
0: Yeah, and Ben, just to paint you and all you listeners a picture of how ugly this slate can get, uh, we got Utah at San Antonio, like the two most boring teams in the league, mm. and they've got a combined over-under of 193. That's the lowest we've seen since we've been doing this for, you know, yeah. th- four weeks now. Uh, that
1: just means take the over. Vegas must have slipped up on that one.
0: <laughs> that just means don't <laughs> you don't watch the game, even if you're a fan. Don't no, watch. it. do not. Okay. Well, Psycho
1: who likes defense.
0: Yeah. No one in the NBA.
1: That's a weird, weird thing to like. Especially DraftKings player. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. Let's get into our players then. Um, You've had all week to develop yours, so I'm assuming yours are very, very smart and educated picks. So why don't you start us off? What do you got for us at point guard?
1: Point guard, I've got. My probably my favorite play on the entire slate is Jeff Teague, uh, Minnesota at the Knicks. This is one of the better games, although it still might not be too great of a game. Teague is seventy three hundred dollars. He's been playing great with the absence of Jimmy Butler. He's been putting up a ton of DraftKings points. It's if you look at his game log, it's very rare that he's under thirty five, which is tremendous for somebody who costs seventy three hundred. He has a ceiling of 50-plus points, which puts him into elite territory, I must say, for a DraftKings play, for a tournament play, sorry. Um, So given the nature of this horrible slate, I think Jeff Teague is definitely one of the better plays on the board. Dusty, what do you have for high-priced point guard?
0: I did not go with anybody high price, but I do have a mid-tier guy that I was interested in, and that is Tomas Satoransky, the Wizards point guard. I just mentioned this game. He's got a favorable matchup at home with the Denver Nuggets coming to town, and the Nuggets have struggled tremendously guarding other teams' point guards and really just guarding other teams in general. So, although Tomas has been quiet the past few games, his price is... Stayed fairly consistent. I think he's due for a big game, and a big game at home is what I expect him to have. I look for him to go for at least 30, which should get him right around to that six times value.
1: Right, especially against that terrible Nuggets team. Easy. Yeah.
0: So take, no, be take the, it easy. I get, that get to talk be bad a about the Nuggets. I get, get to talk bad game. about the Nuggets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why can't I? I'll, I'll let you have that. That's mean. Are, is there really no chance they can make the playoffs? No,
0: they totally still could. I just don't think they will. Oh, you're hedging your emotions. Well, I was very invested all year, and then they've totally – they're not going to make it. I've i have done the math in my head. I've crunched the numbers. You know me. I'm a numbers guy. They're not going to make it.
1: Who's your new team?
0: I don't, I'm not like <laughs> you. I'm a loyalist.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Good for you. Uh, you I think we both else? have – wait, what?
0: You got anyone else in point guard?
1: Yeah, I think we both have the same low price guy. We talked about him earlier. Van Vliet. First name Fred. (laughs) Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet. Uh, Second string point guard on Toronto. He's been seeing a bunch of minutes. And whenever he gets, uh, like, over 25 minutes, the guy puts up a pretty impressive stat line. And like I mentioned when talking about my favorite game, I think, I mean, Toronto should blow him out. Toronto's looking really good. So I think Van Vliet is going to get a very hefty run in this game, hopefully pushing up towards that 30-minute mark, which I think puts him into 30-point territory. I don't know about you.
0: Yep. I think you're right. I think that's a great money-saving play. I bet you will run with him because I had his name down too. And as you and I know, when we're thinking alike, it's usually good news. Bad Absolutely. news for everybody else, good news for anyone that listens to us. True. Uh, moving on to the shooting guard position, I got I'll start with a low price guy that I'm interested in and I have a little contingency here on this guy, but this guy's Troy Daniels. 3900, he's going into Cleveland to play the Cavaliers and what will be a beat down, but doesn't matter. Troy's going to play. The reason I like him is no Devin Booker and when Booker has been out, which I think is these past two games, he's logged 30 minutes each game and has put up 28 and 23 DraftKings points, respectively. Obviously, that crushes value for him at under 4,000. If there's no Devin Booker, I really like what Troy Daniels brings to the table here. I think he allows us to pay up other places. I assume he's going to be heavily owned if there's no Devin Booker, but good reason behind that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a safe, chalky play for sure. I'd, I'd be more than happy to roll him out if Devin Booker is hurt. Um, Moving to—wait, we were at shooting— Is he a shooting guard? I don't even know his name. He sounds like a quarterback.
0: Yeah, he Um, does sound like it. That was my first shooting guard. Do you have any? All right.
1: Yeah, my mid-priced quarterback is Donovan Mitchell. Um, I know this is a terrible game. I know the over-under. I know all of the stats, but I'm going to do it anyway. I dug a little deeper, and I saw that Mitchell did put up 48 DraftKings points against the Spurs last time they played, so there's a little silver lining on that horizon. Um, and also, he's just been so consistent. And at 7000 like I think his price fell for this game. He's not as expensive as he once was. So I think maybe he's more of a cash play, but he's not going to disappoint you. He's not going to break your lineup. And hopefully, um, he's done it before. He did 48 before, so hopefully he replicates that on uh, this game against San Antonio again.
0: Ballsy play. I will respect your courage and not comment on it further than that. Fair enough. Uh, my other shooting guard, a little bit higher-priced guy that I'm liking, is Jamal Murray, 6,900 for the Denver Nuggets. He has been doing a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of guard scoring for the Nuggets with Gary Harris out, and that is exactly what we are looking for. against. And what will be a huge game for the Nuggets in Washington, I think Murray's going to keep doing what he's doing, and what he's doing is hitting around 38 points in his last four games so yep. you know the, the thing with him is he's young so consistency is sometimes the issue but I think he's starting to realize how urgent a situation it is he will bring it in this game I actually think he's a very safe player I like him a lot at that position
1: that was my other guy too so I love him as well uh he's I looked at he hit six times value in four of his last five so Pretty safe stats for you guys. Roll him out. Have faith in that. I love Jamal Murray. He's been playing great. Moving to small forward, my high-priced guy is Paul George in this OKC versus Miami game. He's 7,600. Uh, kind of just riding the hot hand with Paul George. He's also the cheapest I I think he's been in months. I mean, He's only 7,600, and his last three games have been 45, 36, 45 and just given that his price has fallen despite that great production uh, i absolutely love him in this game and even though it seems like okc should run away with this one for some reason okc just doesn't know how to blow teams out it seems like they're always in these close games even though they have a really good team so i like paul george at that price uh i think he's going to continue this hot streak and i think you can expect somewhere around 40 points out of him which is Great from a seven thousand six hundred dollar player.
0: Yeah, I actually think you're you're not giving Miami enough credit there. They're actually playing some good basketball, so I expect a good good game there, and I expect Paul George will show out in that one. So I'm liking that pick a lot. Uh, guy that I like a little bit higher price at this position is oh, I got the wrong guy up. Never mind, somebody I like a little mid tier for you, Jabari Parker. <laughs> I was getting ahead of myself. I was going to give you some power forward positions, but... I don't want that right now. You deserve small forward first. Thank you. Jabari Parker, 5,400. He's got the Chicago Bulls in Chicago. Really like this play as well. Giannis Antetokounmpo will be out Friday, barring something crazy. And look for Jabari to slide into a starting spot, most likely. But even if not, a lot of the minutes, a lot of the usage will go his way. The Bucks front court in general is interesting, but in a game that Milwaukee should win, I think Jabari's gonna get some put up some numbers. I think DraftKings, a lot of people on DraftKings will be all over him, but again for good reason.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think I think our lineup is looking like it might be a little chalky here, but we do have some some plays that I don't think people are gonna be on as well. But sometimes you just gotta eat the chalk. Sometimes it's too good. It tastes too good. So it's chalk for uh, a reason yeah absolutely chalk wait what do you say in other words it just means they're a really good play
0: yeah yeah Yeah,
1: i might have butchered that okay um all right my low priced small forward is markeith morris uh i like him because he's a part of this game he's 5200 and i don't really have a logical reason to play this guy i just have a really strong hunch that he's gonna play pretty well and put up like 35 points i've I've kind of called my shots on this guy like three times, and he's never let me down. I think we kind of have a thing going. Mm. So I expect Markeith to show up. He's had two bad games in a row. Granted, has played some uh, tough defenses, and now he's going to be in this high-scoring game uh, at home against Denver. So I think Markeef is going to be a, uh, heavily involved in the scoring and rebounding efforts for the Wizards.
0: I like that. I don't think we've done enough of that, of just some some gut plays. That's how you win money, right. is you show some guts, it's and the you just play somebody because you feel it. Absolutely. So I like that. I, I could get behind that. I'll trust you on that, but I'm going to give you a short leash, so use it wisely. I, I, mean, I wasn't asking permission. Well. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Go ahead. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Uh, another small forward guy that I'm interested in is Tarion Prince of the Atlanta Hawks. He is 7,000, so he is my high price guy. He's going into Golden State. Uh, Golden State is still working really hard to get healthy. Looks like they're going to get Steph back, other than that, no Draymond, no Clay, no KD. In what will be a little bit more competitive game than it should, I think Taurian Prince shows up. I think he shows out for this team. He has put up some big numbers as of late. Uh, I think he's one of those guys that's just getting a lot of run late in the season. I like what he's about. I think he's got the potential to go off.
1: Uh, I like that too. Bigger news just hit my phone. Loyola Chicago just won by one point.
0: Breaking news.
1: Breaking news. You heard it here first. Actually, that's not going to be true at all seeing as this comes out at like midnight. But uh yeah, what what's the sister's name? I'm kind of over this nun, but I guess it she works, so.
0: It, so it almost seems unfair though. The like nun. you can't It's
1: an unfair advantage.
0: Yeah. Is right? it implying yep. that God hates the other teams that they're playing?
1: <clears throat> no, cuz well I don't know. Is I don't think God can hate anybody but he can certainly love somebody more, which I think is the case here for Loyal to Chicago. <laughs> that's
0: really well. Uh, I do like when athletes win and then they thank God and they say God put them there. If that's true, that's not fair, that God gets to control sporting events too. I think that's super unfair.
1: I think it's just kind of petty on God's behalf. So I actually think it's just every team I ever bet on, God likes the other team. So, but he also, lo- He loves me the least.
0: Yeah, it also makes me feel good. It's like, oh, I couldn't have won a championship no matter how hard I worked because God picked that guy.
1: That's a good I point. I couldn't have done anything. Put it's your problems on God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we okay. Gotta, we got to pray more. Maybe we'll come up pro God uh, podcast.
0: We were definitely never an anti God podcast.
1: That's for damn sure. I would never put that burden on us.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, I'm down okay. to be, I'm down to be officially pro God though. I didn't right. know if that needed to be said, but
1: yeah. Well, I mean, we don't. I don't think we come off as being very religious, especially in some of our segments. But uh, I, from now on, pro God, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll see, if, we'll see if it works in this first lineup. <laughs> We're gonna win so much
1: money on Friday. I think that's <laughs> how. That's definitely how God works.
0: <laughs> uh. Okay, let's go on to power forward (laughs) before that gets any weirder. Okay. uh, I'll go first, actually.
1: Well, I don't know. God was kind of telling me to say this guy's name right now.
0: Okay. All
1: right, so God told me to play Rondé Hollis Jefferson at my high-priced power forward. And he's the one guy from Brooklyn that I like. This game's going to be... A blowout I don't know how many times I have to say it in this fucking podcast but um he's 6500 I've been watching the Nets play for a for the past like three games and I'm actually starting to really like them which I don't understand but I I've been kind of I haven't deployed this guy yet Rondé Hollis but he's been playing like every game is game seven and he just shows out pretty much every game he just goes harder than anyone else on the team he crashes boards he puts up a ton of shots and he's been putting up good numbers too at 6500 he's at a couple 40 point games so i like ronde hollis as the only guy i would play from brooklyn in this game
0: okay that's fair My guy at the little bit higher position, only 6,600 though, is Otto Porter Jr. I've had a lot of players from this Denver-Washington game. Somebody's gonna go off, I'm not gonna play them all, but this guy interests me. Again, he's got that favorable matchup against the Nuggets. He's shown that he can go over that six times value as of late, but he's also shown some duds. But I was right on him earlier in the season, and I think I'm gonna be right on him again. Sort of along the same lines you, kind of a hunch with this guy. Somebody on that team's gonna go off. He's just a name that has sorta of caught my eye.
1: I like it. This has been a it's been a hunchy podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> Alright, I actually don't have a low price power for it. I couldn't find anything that I liked. Do you okay. have someone
0: else? I do. Thanks for asking. I have somebody that I'm actually pretty into, and that is Cristiano Felicio. Uh, right. If I need to say any more, it's, he's 4,200. He is getting a ton of run for this horrible, horrible Chicago Bulls team. Just atrocious. They're I, so bad. I, they're so bad. And I I respect it. They're just so bad. But they're letting a guy like Cristiano go out there and have some fun, which, which you love. But he's put up 24, 25, and 27 in his last few games. That is all... At least six times value, which is exactly what we're looking for at the very least. Uh, I think he's going to do it again against this Milwaukee team. I don't see why he wouldn't. So another guy that due to some injury and due to some tanking, I'm really into.
1: Certainly, yeah. The That whole team is out. I think all five starters are out. So Felice, Felicio, whatever Italian name it is, is going to crush in that spot. So I like that play a lot. Um, moving into the center position, I've got a high price guy and a low price guy. Wow! My high price guy is Deandre Jordan, um, Clippers at Indy. He's eighty-four hundred dollars, pretty high priced, but he's been on a tear. Indy is ranked twenty-second against centers. Um, I love that matchup, and I mean Deandre—he's he, like averaging twenty boards a game. It's—it's it's absolutely absurd. He's been hot recently, his, his bad games are getting to the point where they're few and far between, and his stellar games are more than norm, so I love DeAndre to continue this hot streak, continue pulling down 20 boards a game, and put up a stat line that is worth that $8,400 price point.
0: Very nice. You're kind of a sucker for DeAndre Jordan, but...
1: I, I'm i a sucker for centers in general, actually. Yeah. I, I love them.
0: Yeah, Uh, Jamie and I talked about that a little last podcast I'm a little hot and cold on centers but I'm actually really hot on the one center that I do have and that is the kitty cat Carl Anthony Towns Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is 9800 he's going into Madison Square Garden to play the Knicks and there's always something appealing to me about these budding superstars going into Madison Square Garden I feel like everyone needs a vintage performance in New York to kind of just, I feel like every superstar has one, so I have a hunch this could be Carl's. Uh, he's been playing good ball, especially with Jimmy Butler out. He is the man on that team. I am I'm all over him, to be quite honest. I think he's going to have a massive game against this Knicks team.
1: I like it, and you can afford him at that price, given all of these value plays. So, mm-hmm. And a stack with Jeff Teague would be kind of interesting, a little foreshadow there. Um, I like that play a lot. My low price center, I've got Jacob Potl. Another one of those second stringers on Toronto against Brooklyn. 3,700. He kind of just had the game of his life last game. He definitely peaked. Um, I'm hoping that's not an anomaly. And given that Brooklyn is probably the worst team, I think they are officially the worst team in the league against centers. Um, I think Jacob Podol could be in store for a huge game. Uh, Valanchunas has been playing less and less minutes over the past, like, five games. Uh, Ibaka really isn't doing too much. So Podol, at that price range, um, given that he played 27 minutes in a close game against Cleveland, I I think he, you know, is probably going to get even more minutes in a blowout against Brooklyn. So I think you can look for a similar stat line out of him against Brooklyn, uh, Similar to the one that he had against Cleveland two nights ago.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: That's all you have to say. Just in- interesting. Not yeah. great not great call. No. Not phenomenal work.
0: I'm interested. That's. Okay. That'll wrap up our player segment. And then <laughs> let's go into one of our recurring segments on the show. I'm really excited about this one because I've got some got some takes i need to share and this is making the world a better place
1: this is a great this is a great segment we knocked it out of the park with the last time we did this yeah Uh, although none of the things that we suggested have been done since the last time we did this and that's not our fault it's not our fault that's up to you listeners no
0: we're we're already we're already giving so much the least the world could do is listen a little bit
1: that should be our slogan Put that, <laughs> Put that on a T-shirt. Put Least that on a you do T-shirt. Put that on a funny T-shirt. All right. Well, why don't you uh, why don't you lead off, seeing as you okay. are kind uh, of bursting at the seams.
0: Okay, I got I got one that this first one I actually you're gonna be really excited with all of them, but this first one you and I have sort of talked about in some respect, and that is that I want a universal mandate that each household <laughs> has to throw one extravagant cocktail party per year. Mm. They have to go all out. First of all, cocktail parties are a very underrated part of society. They're kind of a lost art. But I want to bring it back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to bring them back and I want each household to not half-ass it but once a year you have to throw a kick-ass cocktail party and invite all your good friends, make great food, drinks Mm. are on you. I think it would give society more of a positive tone that I feel it's been missing lately.
1: I absolutely love that. That would make the world a way better place. I think, and I think another stipulation to this law is that you invite all of your close friends and you also invite your like 10 closest neighbors. So, you know, you get, you you meet new friends along the way. That's fair. Um, That's a great one. Yeah. And there is definitely an art of throwing a cocktail party, but maybe we'll get into that another time. Um, I like that. Very life-affirming. Unfortunately, my How to Make the World a Better Place is not very Um, life-affirming. And it's based off of the fact that uh, there are too many people. And given I've crunched the numbers, and I think we need to eliminate about 70% of all of us. So here's my plan. Uh, We'll have a worldwide elimination dance. How does that sound? Yeah, so we're gonna all pile into into an open space like probably somewhere in Russia. Um, you'll grab a partner and you'll start dancing and then uh, a voice will come over some massive intercom system and start yelling out the elimination criteria. And <laughs> I, I already have, I already have the first three elimination criteria that I've made and yeah,
0: do we want to hear? Yeah,
1: no. These are important. These are okay. important, and and well, it's good that I'm saying these on the podcast because anyone who listens can correct these so that give when the dance happens, you you won't be eliminated. Um, so anyone who has worn a tap out shirt in the last year, that's those are going to be the first people.
0: That's a, that's not bad.
1: Yep. Uh, anyone who actually pronounces tomato, tomato, you're gone. yep uh, and whatever that equivalent is in the other languages. <laughs> and then uh, the last one's kind of mean, but it's just anyone over 80. Um, I feel like that's just kind of a no-brainer when you're thinning the herd. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. that's That's how, I mean, but, okay, so it's how to make the world a better place for those who make it. But once you make it, it's going to be awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if if you're the one coordinating it, we can obviously...
1: We kind of skew the system yeah i'll tip you off with all of the elimination criteria
0: if you've listened to fantasy millionaires in your life you're, you're good. safe
1: you're safe yeah take a seat
0: you're <laughs> good okay all right all right i got another one that i think you're really gonna like um this is that you get a prize when you leave a casino based on how much money you just lost so oh, that'd be nice you lose 100 bucks, you leave a casino, you get a t-shirt. You lose 1000 bucks, you leave a casino, you get a nice handle of Johnny Walker. Mm. You know, you lose 10000 you leave a casino, you get a watch. So that way, you just... because everyone so, That way you're encouraged to
1: lose more money.
0: Right. And then when you leave a casino... Some people leave a casino in such a bad mood, but you're like, God oh, damn it, I lost. You walk out, and they're like, hey, don't forget your free t-shirt. All of right. a sudden, in your mind, you're a winner again.
1: Yeah, and if you've lost $95, you just lose the extra 5.
0: It's a right, $5 that was t-shirt. my thing is it's it's basically a $5 t-shirt.
1: It's a great deal. That's a gr- I mean that's a great idea. Who wouldn't love that? Casinos would barely they would actually probably make more money because people would try to get to the watch, which is really stupid behavior, but uh, I like I like that idea a lot. Um, that one
0: actually could work. Like someone should Someone do that. should
1: yeah, no, that actually is a really good idea. We should start a casino. Price- okay. Prize based casino. There's no actual money. You turn your chips in, and we we give you a prize. And if you lose all your chips, you also get a prize. So there's so it's an adult
0: Chuck E. Cheese.
1: Yes, right. Uh, That sounds lame. That sounds not as cool. Instead of yeah, but instead of tickets, you use uh, poker chips. So it is cool. Okay. (laughs) Um. All right. My second one uh, is gonna be a little happier. Um, it kind of goes along with Um, my, thank
0: God it's not more sad
1: with my theme. And that is people need to dance more, uh, just in general, it'd make the world a way better place. Um, I've got a a little story in, I was in third grade and one of my sister's friends, uh, this guy came up to me he's just like, Ben, the best way to get girls in life is to just dance. And so I've never stopped dancing and it hasn't worked yet, but I, yet, Trust the process, but I think if I just keep dancing, and if everybody starts dancing, then everyone will get girls, mm-hmm. and hence making the world a better place.
0: Worst case scenario, you're getting in shape through dance. True.
1: Yeah, dance is uh, it's an underrated workout.
0: Yep. I have no problem with that. I think that's really well said. I wish, I wish I could dance very well, but I can dance okay. But yeah, it's, we, we so much of dancing like, is confidence. That's I'm true. I'm very confident. That's true.
1: We dance like old men already. Yeah. yeah that's okay. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, you, you kind of doubled, you know, you doubled down on the, on the old dad dance and it makes it just look kind of funny. Like you're yeah. just doing a silly dance.
0: That's definitely our angle. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, this <laughs> last one, another, this one's such an easy fix. Uh, I am forbidding waiters and waitresses to, after you order your entree, respond and say, do you want a salad or fries with that? That's illegal now. The default is fries, and if you want a salad, you have to specifically ask for it, otherwise you don't feel so much like a fatty when they go, do you want a salad or fries? You like, oh fries. Right, yeah. The default's now fries, weight off of your chest.
1: Exactly, and no one will be disappointed if they had the intent of getting a salad, but actually were given fries. It's just an excuse to eat fries.
0: Right, it's just such a silly question.
1: That is a silly question. Um, great call. Great, uh, great, how to make the world a better place. So I think the thirty percent remaining are really gonna enjoy the fruits of our labor.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get to our locks and our lineup. Ben, who is your lock?
1: Uh, my lock is Jeff Teague. Officially. I love him. I love him to death. I think he's going to go off. <laughs> he's been on a heater. He's hitting Ugh. that fifty-point ceiling that we have grown to love.
0: Well, then you're going to love my lock because mine is the aforementioned kitty cat, Carl Anthony Towns, Ooh. His, his running mate. Wow, Cu- we, couple this of is, wolves. That's great
1: news. We became a pro god podcast and had a stack work worth of locks. Yeah, that there's is,
0: n- this lineup is there's no stopping look out. Okay, okay, well let's uh, let's give these loyal listeners the rest of our lineup and send them on their way.
1: All right. Starting out at point guard, Jeff Teague, my lock, seventy three hundred dollars.
0: And at the shooting guard position, a guy Ben and I both liked. His name is Fred, his last name is Van Vliet, forty six hundred.
1: Coming in at small forward in the wake of an injured Giannis Antetokounmpo, we've got Jabari Parker, 5,400.
0: And following that at the power forward position, another money-saving guy that we like at 4,200, Cristiano Felicio.
1: Uh, I'm going to let you go ahead, Dusty, because I'm such a great guy.
0: Thank you. Keep this energy high. I like that. At the center position, my lock, 9,800. Look out for a vintage performance from Carl Anthony Towns.
1: There we go. Moving to the guard position, we've got Jamal Murray on the Nuggets. $6,900 in a great spot.
0: Love that. And at the other forward position, 7600 of the Oklahoma City Thunder, Paul George.
1: Rounding out our lineup, Very contingent on whether or not Devin Booker plays. We've got Troy Daniels at $3,900. Keep an eye on our Twitter and Instagram. Uh, If Booker is back, we are going to be flexing Troy out of our lineup.
0: Boom. And that's that's all we got. That's it. All right. Well, plug in our lineups. Plug in our players. Make it your own. Let us know how you do. Ben and I are heading off for vacation, a little resort time in Phoenix. So next time you hear from us, we'll be coming to you live poolside. But until then, follow us on Twitter at MillionairesDFS and Instagram at FantasyMillionaires. Good luck to everyone with your lineups, and we will see you guys very soon.